You're listening to Decay Mag Sessions. Exclusive interview. Filmmaker Laurent W. Lepre. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ken R2's founder for Decay Mag, and you are listening to Decay Mag Sessions, a podcast dedicated for our exclusive interviews with industry leaders, filmmakers, writers, musicians, composers in the field of horror, thriller, and science fiction. This week, well, actually, on January 8th, in the evening of, I had the opportunity to speak with filmmaker Lauren W. Lepre. He is a filmmaker, Philadelphia native, pro wrestler, turned MMA fighter, turned actor, turned filmmaker. Mr. Lepree is CEO and founder of Freedom Shorts and Average Superstar Films. He also spearheads the film festival titled Liberty Massacre. In this interview, we're going to be discussing Mr. Lepree's upcoming film, The Dark Military. Please visit our website, dkmag.com, D-E-C-A-Y-M-A-G.com. Be sure to catch future episodes for DK Mag Sessions and our main podcast, which is a weekly podcast on Google Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you have a, an Alexa device or Google Home, simply ask the commands to play DK Mag Podcast for your home device. Here's a soundbite off of the trailer for The Dark Military. And following that would be our exclusive interview with Mr. Lepre. This man's gonna die. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ken Artus, founder for DK Mag. Joining me this evening is filmmaker Lauren W. Lepre, and we are going to be discussing his latest release, The Dark Military. Thank you, Mr. Lepre, for your time this evening, and hope you are staying warm. And this East Coast has been freezing this past few days. Yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on, Ken. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty much pure terror. Um, you, this is a horror movie here right now, the last uh, week here. It's been basically like between zero and 10 for like the last seven days until today. But, you know, I don't really mind that. But when you put the extra wind on it, yeah, I buckle. So we've kind of all been hiding inside. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing right now. It is uh, raining and snowing here in New York City. So imagine that is, and I'm not a happy camper right there. 
Yeah, it's uh, it went up to 32. So, you know, we practically wanted to uh, today. So we practically wanted to put shorts on, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's about to end in a few days. I heard it's going to, like, cross the 40 mark again so we can kind of get back to reality. Well, so, I certainly hope so. I'll, I'll welcome even 40-degree weather. Yeah, uh, one day I hope to live on an island and uh, never have to worry about this again. But for now, game on. <laughs> well... I'd like to start off each interview with an origin story uh, for those listening in the audience who are unaware of your career and what your contributions to the horror genre. Please, the platform is open to share your origin story. All right. An origin could uh, take a really long time, but I would basically just kind of... uh, give a brief synopsis here. Um, I actually just wanted to be a professional wrestler uh, when I was younger. And uh, by the time I was 20 years old, I was in the film, I was in the wrestling business. For anybody who was a wrestling fan, if you guys remember the ECW wrestling, I was kind of working, helping some of the promoters, uh, you know, back, this is back in the 90s, I was helping promote. How was I helping promote? I would get a hold of um, the local colleges because uh, that was our target audience and, uh, you know, uh, really plug the shows, get them to talk about it. And um, there was no web. So what we used to do, and we were just basically the stormtroopers, we were expendable. We would uh, basically climb into colleges and start flooding flyers and security would come chasing us out because we had no permission to do that whatsoever. So I basically started wrestling there and then I started uh, being a manager in wrestling and then found myself in the ring a lot. And then by 2004, I started converting more into the MMA and little by little, it just didn't happen. I just never went pro. And by accident, in 2010, basically, everybody's got a little bit of a bucket list. And I said, I want to be in a movie, you know. And uh, there was flyers uh, during the zombie crawl on Easter in Philadelphia. And it said, they need extras for zombies. Uh, No pay, but we'll feed you and, you know, we'll feed you, we'll throw you beer and uh, we'll have a good time. So we did. And I went up there and uh, they had all this food laid out. Good food. And um, there was a movie was called Reunion, directed by uh, Jeff Stewart. And um, while I was there, there was like 40 of us, and it was just a blast. And they were just filming in a garage the entire time. We barely saw anybody. But we were out there for six hours getting in makeup and just partying it up. So finally, at the end of the movie, they bring us in the garage, and they go, all we need you to do is walk towards the camera and, you know, be zombies and spit blood and growls. So we did that like four times and they're like all right you're up you're cut thank you and when that happened i got chills and i was like i ran up to the director and uh, the rest of the team i'm like i'm not done and they're like what do you mean you're not done they're like oh i want to do more and they're like well the movie's wrapped there i was like well i want to be an actor now they're like have you been have you acted in anything or do you have any acting lessons i'm like no so they're like you better go do that and then come back and see us so I uh, went into the Walnut Street Theater in Philadelphia. Walnut Street Theater in Philadelphia is the oldest acting school in America. It holds up very well in your resume. So I went there for a couple semesters and came out swinging. So um, I acted basically in the tri-state area, largely all Philadelphia. 
and I've been in about 80 movies acting. And one thing about the Philadelphia area, like the independent anyway, they have a bad problem of not pushing anything. That's why if I start yelling out any titles, you'd be like, what? No, I never heard of that. You'd have to literally go to my IMDb. So that got me a little frustrated. And, you know, there's a lot of people that get frustrated and they start their own film companies. And when I started mine, I um, said I'd make some short films. And basically, your short films are, when you start, your F-up stage. This is like what I like to call it. Nobody really comes out with a short film right off the bat and hits a major home run. You know, unless they had access to red cameras and really, you know, bit down with film school. So I did a few of them. And um, then I started running my two short film events called Freedom Shorts. That's every genre uh, style of film. I've been running that the last five years out of the Trocadero in Philadelphia. And I started Liberty Massacre, which is something I'm sure we could all talk about. And that's all the horror movies, uh, short films that I've been screening for the last uh, five years as well. And I built up a network after seven years. And that's where I came up with the idea for the dark military. And uh, it was about nine years of, uh, I'm sorry, nine years, nine months of pre-production. I did about, I think it was 19 drafts over the course of nine months because I really never called myself a script writer. And uh, well, the people I align myself with, there's no BS. There's no coddling. Like that's a lot of things, a big problem I think in film is, oh, you did your best. We're just going to roll with it. Like, no, like they would circle. You said this five times. Or see this right here, you already did this once, you don't need to do it twice. They throw the script back in my face and be like, fix it. So uh, after about, you know, all those drafts, I got a hell of a script that I stand behind. Uh, the team came together. I had about 70 actors. And off we went. And we shot for eight straight days. Uh, knocked it all out. And as we were editing within a year, we decided... You know, it'd be kind of cool if we had a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So we went back and we shot two more days added on. And well, we knocked out uh, three edits so far. And we're about to do a fourth one to really bite down before we start looking for distribution. But right now, the film is currently being reviewed by people like you. And when, right now, it's also be, uh, on its film fest, friend. Origin. <laughs> Thank you for the for the for the origin story, and I find it quite fascinating that uh, you took on something. It was a dream, and you just went with it, and, and now you're living the dream. Most people would contemplate for a while with themselves. They sit down, they start contemplating, and they waste time. You just took the initiative and went straight forward. So this is it's your full time passion. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like in my, I'd have to say it's in my family bloodline. We're very uh, we're very blue, blue collar, and to top it all off, like I've said, my area hasn't been like the best of pushing their film. So like, how I can't just make a film and then sit back too. You know, you can't say like, hey, everybody else isn't like pushing the way they should. And I don't mean that picking on them. I just mean, you know, the, from the area I'm from, you know, there's a lot of like. Hey, we, we'll make a movie. We'll screen it once. High five. Hand the next script, and off they go. Like the dark military is, you know, in a lot of film festivals across the world. Like you've got to, you guys, you got to finish your plate. You got to push the film, film that you have. And I am very passionate about it. And I feel I owe my producers. I feel I owe seventy of my cast members and the crew from giving me their time. And most of all, 
myself and Steve Carino, uh, who was also produced, and everybody knows is my right-hand man. I can't speak enough about him. We put a lot of time into this, and we owe it to us, you know, to get this done right. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a dream, and you just can't stop. You, that, that's all it is is a dream. You know, you strike out, you got to keep going. You got to get back up and, and keep hitting the ball, you know. Oh, absolutely. I definitely agree on that. Especially in this business, you have to be A, uh, tough skin, and B, just keep on going. If you fail once, you do it and do it until you keep on and you succeed. That's the name of the game here. Without a doubt. And, you know, when you take when you serve many masters, uh, you're going to have a lot of praise and you're also going to have sometimes you're going to get your, you're going to get a target on your back. Uh, look at any person at all in Hollywood. You know, you post a picture of them. There's high praise. Hey, I love doing this and this and this. And then there comes the hate club like, who don't even know you. You know, it's just like people, we live in a world of killed a celebrity. And when you're going to take on a role as a film director, you better be ready for, for some bullets worldwide. So uh, those, that is what's called being a leader. You know, that's what truly being a director is. When you see people like Cave and they're going crazy on social media and fighting back and posts like, to me, those directors have failed. If you can't handle pressure, imagine if you go A-list, you know, then you're going to really have the world, uh, you know, chiming in on. You got to be ready to take it. You got to know how you got to know how to take it. You got to let things, you know, let it roll off you. you. There's no perfect person in this world and there's no one that likable. <laughs> yeah, you you can't actually you can't please everybody, and of course, no. as you mentioned, you gotta have the haters online, which have no idea how the time that goes into creating a film, the energy, and you could just just go down the list on YouTube and you see all these dumbass oh. remarks that the those are those people on YouTube are just no one in the world would accept them, and they go to YouTube to die. <laughs> that's what it is like those people in those comment sections. Some of the stuff I see written, that's why my trailer's not really on that. I have everything on Vimeo. Uh, number one, top it all, all filmmakers should have their trailers on Vimeo. It's just a better site. It's more um, director-friendly, and the quality's just a lot better than, than YouTube. But some of the stuff I see on any trailer, you could put any trailer up, and it'll have like 20,000 thumbs down in two seconds. You're just like, <laughs> do you even watch this? <laughs> it just got posted. It's just like, I, I never, I never understood a lot of that. Uh, I separate myself. Um, you know, I just got cable after seven years. That's how off the grid I was. And I'm not a guy that had Netflix or any of that. I just had a Blu-ray player hooked up to a, you know, a flat screen. That's how <laughs> off the grid I am. And you know, sometimes I hear like, someone's like, you know, this person's kind of chewing up your film. They're like, where do they live? Ireland. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, you know. <laughs> so you got to be able to take it. My big thing is if uh, I read a review, if they're like saying, oh, you know, there's not enough violence or, you know, I was expecting this, expecting that. That is no problem. I have zero problem with, with that. But sometimes you get like, you know, the pronunciation. I'm a person should be saying this because I'm not the good at that great either. But you know, didn't use proper pronunciation or they gave away spoilers. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you, you realize you can't do that? <laughs> or maybe they took their own screenshots and I, you send them screenshots sometimes. I send screenshots all the time. So they're the ones you are authorized to use. Anything else is like your copyright infringement. Right. And I'm like, I'm not chasing these people, but like, 
you know, but like you, they're wrong. So it just kind of shows, you know, when you're having your film reviewed, you just got to hope that like the person treats it with respect, you know, and, you know, also I always say for someone who's reviewing a film, if you destroy a film, well then you post it on your own site. That's fine. But keep in mind, if you've destroyed the film and that film does have a following, they're not going to post it. And if they're not posting it, you're not reaching a bigger audience. So if you're not reaching a bigger audience, it's like you kind of shot yourself in the foot. I'm not telling you you can't put a film down, but do it in a professional way. You know know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you got to like critique it, not that you're attacking. Like some people get brutal, I watch sometimes, but... uh. For the most part, I would have to say uh, my film's been very well reviewed. I'm uh, really happy with everything. You know, you get a couple things in there, but I mean, hey, look what happened to the Last Jedi. So, oh, let's not even. <laughs> I, I just finished watching a film <laughs> over the weekend. Totally Did disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> oh God, that's a that's a topic for a different discussion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really gasped hard and almost cried when Princess Leia was in space. That, that I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> was this? But yeah, let's stay off of Star Wars right now. Just, <laughs> I don't want to cry. <laughs> but that's what I'm just saying, though. You know, I mean, it's it's uh when you really think about it, right? Like. We all love the early Halloweens. We all love the early Friday Thirteens. What happened as they kept going? They they got more criticized. You know, it, it seems like you know the vintage ones are the ones we really like. And then as you know, time goes on. Michael Myers is getting beat up by Busta Rhymes. Okay? Right? Yeah. We, we don't yeah. need that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I did not see the logic in that myself. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I get their logic. Hey, he was a name at the time. What's women in a movie? What's the new? But just as a horror fan, you don't want to see that. You just don't. Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard because a lot of these films after a while, uh, we're, we're, in a, we're living in a world where everyone wants to hit the reboot button. And that kind of saddens me, but I completely understand why they do it. Uh, any of those films from It, to Friday the 13th, to Halloween, they already have their following. So it's kind of a guaranteed home run if they drop $10 million into it and it flips for 30. Well, okay, they made their profit. But for someone like myself and all the other, you know, horror or whatever, independent straight across the boards, directors or screenwriters, we got all these great ideas and it's so hard to get them to see it. It just is. It, 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 and so every time they hit the reset button in one of those movies, like it, you know, I know I, I just kind of plugged it twice, so I'm kind of t- saying I'm not a fan of that it was rebooted. Uh, I did not see it. I did hear it was amazing. But the simple fact that a movie like that made whatever, $200 million, well, now they're just going to keep the Stephen King vault going. You know, let's just recycle everything. And uh, it kind of saddens me. And, you know, I feel bad for, for everybody else that has a good idea. And why, why, well, you know what I mean? Why, why risk uh, some indie guy's film when this brand's already named, you know, has already been made. Exactly. Right. And yeah, so it, it saddens me. Uh, I can't tell then as far as you could say, what's a good movie. If, if those movies uh, remakes are good or not, well, the jury's out. 
you know <laughs> exactly but uh, the, the way i see it is hollywood has their own thing going they're into the superhero bullshit it is up yep. to the indie filmmakers they are really paving the way uh, filmmakers such as yourself are really paving the way with innovative uh social commentary i've seen a rise in social commentary in the indie scene that it is unbelievable and your film does convey social commentary and it strikes me as surprising because you just mentioned that you were off the grid for a few years but yet you conveyed a message on social media and the influences on video with the masses uh can you care to explain that social commentary uh, I, yeah I, i saw i saw that comment uh the third act uh speech yes thank you thank you for that comment also thank you for for being the first person that pointed that out but yeah i really it, it, I, i've always just said like that it, it's true that like the world's just <sighs> brother when i grew up i just sat in my backyard and i dug a hole and i sat there with a stick and i daydreamed where is that <laughs> are there any sticks left in the world like i think they all been like recalled for lead paint like i <laughs> i just think like we're in such a why can't a kid just be told stand still why do you got to hand a, a four year old a cell phone make him make he or she sit there and daydream you know keep your hands to yourself and just sit there i just think the world is so they just love that three seconds of glory. Like, Hey, I made a post today and I got 35 likes. I just like, is that what you're living for? Because that's just kind of sad. And that's why I bring that up in the movie of how, you know, the world gets distracted easy. You know, you all saw this. I'm trying not to really give too much away, but Hey, you saw all this coming. We told you we were coming. And I bet instead of helping, all you did was sit on social media, you know, like, like that was like a big thing. It's just like, Who's really helping anybody? Uh, you know, everything that went on in Hollywood or any major topic that goes on when they attack the president, are you doing anything to stop or change anything? Or are you just posting it in your newsfeed and arguing with your own friends and family, which makes no sense at all? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Right, right. And that is the downfall of social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It becomes a monster in itself. It has its own benefits. Of course, for the film industry, independent filmmaker, it, we need the publicity, free publicity. But at the same time, you have these negative influences that you sit back and you look at it like, why, why isn't anybody like using it for good reasons? Yeah, uh, I, I sometimes when when a, a bad when a bad topic comes up, just mean like so a celebrity did something, you know, like I'm gone for like a couple of days. Like I don't want to I don't want to be around it because if it's too negative, you know, I'm off the grid. Like I, there's times I've sat in my house and I've not had a sound, no music, no television for like you know three four days in a row. Like I could do that and just let my mind, you know, let the zen freaking, you know kind of tell me what to do, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you just got to like know when to turn that off. Because when you can start, I just kind of feel the world should be, I think it, we'd all be all, a lot off better if uh, we went silent for a little bit instead of just amping up and wanting to chime in on everything. I think the world has, especially in Hollywood, I mean, celebrities are like this huge, like 
they don't want to hear about you. They wouldn't want to hear about your show. They're just waiting to talk about themselves. <laughs> you know, it's like weird. And, you know, it's that's just what the world we kind of come to, you know. It's kind of sad. So, like, I try to, when someone's trying to teach me something, if I think of its own value, they got my attention and I'll ask questions. Absolutely, yes. And you definitely hit the nail on the head with that comment. And also... Uh, you described the length of time that you took to write the script. Is that was any much of a challenge with the first idea that you had for the dark military and the end result that we see now? Well, which is going to release to the public soon. Uh, what were the challenges in creating that, crafting that script? Here was uh, some of the things with the script that that I was said like I want to I want to be clever with, and also a lot of no nos. Like I never understood um, girls tripping in horror movies. Okay, so that was not going to happen in my movie. All right, that was a very big thing. I never I've always been agitated with horror movies where there's a jerk in the movie that you can't wait to see him die. You know, like he, like, like he's just like, he's with the good guys, but he's being a jerk. He can't wait for him to go. And not saying, uh, kind of giving a spoiler, I have a jerk in my movie, and by the end of the movie, you really love him. You know, I want to reverse that. I've also always been about like, uh, you always see a guy push his girlfriend ahead and it's like, go, 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 and he sacrifices himself. Yeah, that's beautiful and loving. I want to see a reversal in that. And I did that in my movie. Like, hey, the, the girl kind of saved her boyfriend. Uh, there was a lot. I definitely just wanted also, um, not, not stunningly to this audience and probably yourself, this Aliens is one of my favorite movies of all time. And there's a, that one part of the movie about 40 minutes in where, you know, a large portion of the Marines get killed. And I said, I loved how that was done because you got the, even though, they were kind of more of the expendable guys. You got to know them a little bit. So I never was a big fan of Friday the 13th where, uh, as much as I love it, <laughs> that where Jason's just walking around the woods and there's a couple making love and you didn't even get their names. <laughs> so, for, so, and they got killed. So I wanted a name for every, every bit of the prey in this movie. So that's why the first 22 minutes of the film, it needs to be fast. And I want everybody to know their, every, the audience to know their name and kind of, you notice, and I also didn't want people to be the same. You know, you had your gots over here, you know, you had your, uh, you know, testosterone ego guy over there with his girlfriend. That's kind of annoying. You had your punks, you know, I kind of want to give a little bit of everybody that someone could relate to, you know, there was kind of like, they're all divided in their little, you know, little teams that everybody could relate to because, there's 26 deaths in this movie. And one thing about writing this movie, when you got five killers, that was, what, what, you know, going back when you asked about the script, I can't have all these people kill one person. That's not enough when there's a team. There needs to be a lot. So you're trying to write all these people in, not just to be stormtroopers. You know what I'm saying? They got, they got to be people. And you got to get to know them a little bit. So you could, you know, and then towards the end, you know, I've had a lot of people come say, like, you know, this character was my favorite character out of the prick. You know, they're like, oh, I was sad when such and such died, you know. So I felt uh, I reached people with that. I thought my actors were very good. Uh, I've, I had an eye on these people for a long time. 
most of them were friends, but most of these people also were people from other projects that I met. And, uh, you know, some may be been really good. Some of them, these projects have been bad. But I was like, you know what? This person there is a good actor, and I like their attitude. I want to bring them forward. And when you're making a movie and you're filming eight straight days and you have 70 about 70 people in this thing, you need to also realize when you cast a movie, uh, I mean, I brought this up a lot. I did not have additions. I drafted all these people. I just called them, said, like, hey, I got a movie for you. Uh, I got a great role from you. I really want you in my movie. And that's how I did it. And how I, sele- and how I selected them also is, you know, you have, a, a, you, you, have your, you have your own friends, and you've got a group of friends that, uh, you know, you love them, but you also know how they could be around other people. And you probably have another group of friends that, hey, I love both of these groups. You know, it would be a nightmare if I got these two together in a room. I got I can never hang out with these two because they kill each other. You could hang out with them by yourself in each group at a two at different times, but you know if you it's, it's just a bad mix. And you have to sit there when you're casting too, realizing that everybody's not on camera at once, and they're going to be able they're going to be sitting together, and who knows if they're going to gel. And uh, I had zero issues with any of those actors. They all came in. It was very fun loving. A lot of those guys have worked together in other projects since. It was very well family orientated. We'll be doing a lot of behind the scenes videos coming up soon, uh, including on a Blu-ray and everything where you'll get to see all that. But, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're all in um, a really good location. Uh, we had a really good holding area. We had trailers. We had campers. Uh, we had kittens. We had puppies. People, <laughs> everyone brought their dog and stuff. So it was a really beautiful time. Uh, I was very proud. It was a very proud moment of my life. And, like our, we shot mostly at night, so we didn't have to really get there till about three p.m. And I remember there was a lot of people that they they all. I pulled into the uh, to the location every day. You know, my biggest nightmare was when those people stayed over. Was like when I got out of the car, was everybody going to come running up and saying something happened? You know, between actors, or I don't want to work with this person, or. I need to get wrapped now, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to go home. It was just when I got out, Hey Lauren, and that, that was great. <laughs> I was like, this is beautiful. So, and as, uh, you know, as, as we wound down as much as it's exhausting, I was getting sad, you know, cause it was about the end, but, uh, it, it was, it was great. And that was funny. Cause I always said my first film, I would, I would go low, you know, I'd be like, I'd probably just need a dozen actors for whatever I have. I'd rather start slow before I ever did something chaotic. And, you know, then this comes up and I have 70 actors. So I was like, so talking about this jumping in and swimming, you know? Yeah. That is a huge endeavor. And now that I have a perspective on all the work involved, because most filmmakers, as you had noted, they'll start off with a short film in an enclosed location, one set, two or three actors, and they start progressing once they get the experience. Wow, this turned out to be a whole different animal for you. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I, I hope I kind of brought, you know, I know there's a lot of origins, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, take Friday the 13th, 24, Battle Royale, Scream, Devil's Rejects, and Mad Max, and shake it up. That's what you got in the dark military. But, you know, I tried to bring in new characters, 
you know, I, you know, you got your Freddy's, you got your Jason's. I realize, you know, this isn't coming out under, you know, <laughs> you know, under some Warner Brothers uh, film. But, you know, I, I tried to bring characters in and I tried to, especially with the women, you know, you know, I want I wanted girls in there, too. I just didn't want a bunch of guys. And I tried to, you know, just tried to bring in something, even with the cook and Mother Nature and everybody, you know, I just wanted like. <laughs> a new team. I just felt it's time for a new team. You know the that the cook. Oh, that, what a <laughs> what a comedy relief he was. <laughs> he was great, and was, like you just, know what happens at the end during that speech. Like yeah. I, I, I was sitting there, I'm like, do I really want to do this during this dominant moment? But uh, <laughs> I, it goes over so well in the theater, and I think I'm kind of the first one to do that. Where like here comes a pipe bomb, you know. It's like <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, watching the film, I couldn't help but I'm a big video game, uh, a gamer, and I'm very much into the survival horror game. And watching the Dark Military, one video game that does come to mind. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but is Manhunt. This definitely shouted, uh, had that vibe to it. And that's why I had noted in, in my review that it just needed that greediness because it just conjures like the, the kill scenes and the gore. Was there any, when you were constructing this film, uh, was there any um, creative direction that you wanted to take it A, more grittier or more comedic or just stay in the middle and have a perfect blend of the two that's what i was going for with the perfect blend here are my here are my thoughts when you try to take a movie too seriously and you try to say these are my characters and they're petrifying you're what you might find scary might come you know i might find funny you know so i said well, we're, I'm going to go for some scary moments, but especially my character, Barabbas, I knew he had to be mean. I think I pulled that off well, but I think with his dialogue, that the, you know, his dialogue is funny, you know, at the same time. So I tried to do like a happy medium with that. Same thing with the girls, you know, like, yeah, Delilah, who was just a muscle head, kick ass machine. And then you had Jezebel, who was, you know, the seduction, you know, in pure sexy, you know, like you had her too. So you, you, you kind of want to mix a little bit of both in there. As far as gore, I don't know what your taste is in a movie, like a horror movie. I mean, when I was 14, it, to me, it was more blood, the better, you know, I want to exactly. see guts getting ripped out, you know, and all that. Right. right. You know what? As I got older, I didn't care about that anymore. I cared about uh, story. I cared about production. You know, you know, you, you know, what am I watching here? And, uh, you know, for anyone out there that's like, hey, that's why my bread and butter. I like gore. I'm not talking down to you. It's just, I, it's just not my thing. And we had some gore scenes in this movie, but at the same time, you, you, you to stop and do 26 in depth, you know, deaths you're really going to slow your movie down and on the budget that we had, which, you know, was, was cool. Uh, we could have fell behind. So, you know, that's where you have the classic neck break or, you know, they run into the camera and, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to do that. There were a couple more deaths in the movie that I didn't want it to end that way, but you run close on time and you got to substitute, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta end the scene. But, uh, 
I was never a person that was all about like blood, 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 blood. No, it, that, that's not what I go for at movies. I'm also looking to kind of be uh, one fist in the gutter, one fist in the gold. I love to, you know, be around, you know, the horror movie department. But I also want my, uh, you know, my range that I could, you know, work work clean too, that I could not just do horror movies. I want to be able to that door open. I think some people that commit and it's too much blood and there's too much sex and, and, you know, and penis, penis everywhere. It's like <laughs> you, 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 you can typecast yourself. Exactly. And not, right. not be qualified for, you know, to be in another, you know, to be hired right. for another project. I want to have my options open. Uh, I do want to keep sticking with horror, but I also, big fan of comedy too and i'm a big fan of drama so it's kind of funny i'm not a fan of action movies and then technically you could put my movie in the action department as well al so like you know yes it does fall into that say like you know hey (laughs) look look what i did but you know and looking over, I find that hard to believe you're not into action i'm looking over your indb you do stunts as well Yes, I do. Well, I've been in martial arts for a long time. I trained Chung Gung Fu through uh, Rand Grandmaster Randy Williams. I trained with uh, Ted Wong and Dan Lee, who uh, trained under Bruce Lee after you know he passed on. Uh, they, they've uh, he, they've since passed away too. You know, I've trained with Frank Shamrock. I play, I've trained with Shogun, uh, Judo Jean Labelle. I, I, I've made my rounds. So, and I was a professional wrestler, so I know how to bump. So like, you know, I was in the part of the stunt crew for um, Death House was like my last time I I did anything. And I helped choreograph, uh, obviously, uh, the big end scene with the dark military. And, uh, you know, one of those girls, two of those people were professional wrestlers. And there's a few martial artists. And then there was a few others that didn't have any training. But so, you know, we still came up with something for them. Uh, That must have been very difficult, especially when someone does not have the there's there has to be an art in order to pull your punches so that way the person that you're i call it a dance because if you're tossing a punch they have to react in a certain way yep uh and it's kind of funny because this is like there's you know there's a lot of fights at the end so uh you know i kind of made captains like okay you're gonna lead the fight and then you know I'd, i'd watch them go through it and you know my my producer and um editor steve steve carino we've choreographed the fight with the beats to the theme song because we had uh, you know we, we have our own theme song for this movie and an original film score so if you ever revisit the film if you really pay attention to each hit it's like on each riff you know of drum beats of, of, of when they connect it like we want to really you know re- really make sure that song went with the fight the same thing where uh, Quentin Tarantino contacted Metallica for Kill Bill, and he explained that to him, that big scene, you know, at the end when uh, the brides fight the 88s. It's like, I want you to write a song for me, and we're going to, uh, you know, a Metallica song for me, and we're going to choreograph the fight around it. And the Metallica guys laughed at him because they didn't understand what they were talking about. So they turned it down. So, and then I think they played that old, that 70s song, yo, no, 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 no. When Metallica guys went to watch the movie and they were loving it, when that part came on, they all facepalmed. Because now they understood <laughs> and said, oh, shit, we could have did that. Exactly. <laughs> they could have been song. immortalized. So, yeah. So, you know, human error. But 
for my first film, I'm extremely happy with it. It is set up for a trilogy. They tell you that at the end, that there's a whole script been rewritten. Uh, I built the characters, and uh, I have the script. Good to go. I have some money for the sequel. I am not where I'd like to be right now, uh, budget-wise. We'll get there. I kind of, in a stress-free, a better, better stress, less stress for me, is if I could actually do another film because this, the Dark Military Part 2 is going to need about 200 people in it. And I don't know if I want that workload yet. <laughs> you know, if the money comes, I'm, okay, let's, let, let's do this. But I'd rather do another project first before we get back to that. And I think the longer I wait, uh, you know, I could get a better audience, even a bigger audience. Because one thing we did was we took, uh, we, we, we'd go to the horror movie conventions. I ran a table and we're showing the movie trailer and we're giving out mugs, you know, T-shirts, stickers you're meeting the cast and you're building an audience that way for all the independent filmmakers out there listening. If you're just going to um, like roll the dice and make a Facebook page and you make a, you know, a trailer on YouTube and hope it catches fire. It's not going to work. I, you're going to fail. Right, you exactly. Have to, you have to go above and beyond. Right. You do. You've got to go out. I mean, you know, I drove to Atlanta um, for the days of that convention. I mean, a lot of conventions, um, even comic book conventions, uh, the, the Wizard World. I mean, you just got to go. And, and, you know, we, we made cards up and everything, you know, with all the characters on it and on the backs, so, you know, the website and everything. And that's how I built the audience for this. And that's why I have, you know, people writing me on my page. Hey, when's it coming out? Hey, when's it coming out? Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're still doing the Film Fest run, as I said earlier. But, uh, you know, that's how you build an audience. You got to go out there and meet the people, so where they could say, like, "I like these people." You know, I'll I'll keep up with it. You know what? Sometimes maybe they're going to throw your card out. You know, you never know. But you just can't say, "Hey, like my page on Facebook." You know, I've had people write me for my film festival and be like, "Hey, my film's on fire," and they like, and then they send me a link to like their Facebook page, and they got seventy four likes. I'm like. You sure you're on fire? Because I just Googled you and I, there's nothing on you or this movie. <laughs> you know, so, you know, that's a whole other world running a film festival because you're, uh, you're loved and you're also hated. Right. And you get hated when you hit the deny button. They take right. it personally. Right, right. Of course. Yeah. And that all goes back to our earlier conversation about being thick skin and yep. having that type of a character. And, I enjoy your perspective on marketing, your product. Uh, you have the, well, I'm not going to say dying, because with the technology now that's readily available, everyone is relying on social media. No one is really paying attention to going out, grinding every day, put, pushing your product, printing out flyers, putting them on the cars, you, there has to be that old school type of way of marketing your product, not just Instagram, Facebook, and all these other platforms. You have to go out and definitely talk to the people, network, even do stuff for free. So that way you could get your word out. These are very important tactics for filmmakers, aspiring filmmakers. That is a dying art that it's should not be unrecognized. 
you're thank you and uh you're right and like you know people like you you know we we, we only talked like a week and a half ago but you know you bring up a podcast like yeah absolutely i'll do that uh it, all these things matter you know when i post this you know and you post this you know my fans come your fans your fans come my fans or at least they gave a listen to it like that's how you grow like you have to you have to make yourself available. Uh, sometimes, you know, you might not sleep the way you want to sleep for a few weeks. You have to do it. You have to go above and beyond uh, every review. I mean, my my film company's name is AverageSuperstarFilms.com. I literally have, I think it's 50 pages now. Okay, there's a drop bar to go. <laughs> and I have that all, all for my film festivals. You know, uh, you know, there's 20 pages for that. You know, Liberty Massacres, five pages for that. You know, myself as an actor. There's six pages for that for the dark military. You know, there's six pages for that. One for the cast. One for all the all, all the interviews that I post. Because uh, my God, we do a lot of behind the scenes interviews. But you know, the Fuse TV. You know, Fuse TV came to our movie set and uh, you know filmed the making of it. So there's a page for that. Uh, we did a music video. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, but I, I, I know I, I linked you to it. But we want to bring back the old music video, which is a lost art, and we did it literally. A page out of the Guns N' Roses um, You Could Be Mine video where the band's playing in a movie theater with our movie playing in the background where the characters in the movie come in and watch themselves. Like, hey, is that might be us on the big screen. Yeah, it is. What the hell's going on? And by the end of their movie, their nightmare comes to life because the dark military is there with them in the movie theater. You know, like we made a story. You know, so, uh, you know, getting bands, I, I, there's a lot of bands involved with this movie, The Green Lady Killers and Animal House and Stormwatch, Bad Luck 13. You know, we have Rockabilly in this. Like, I've had three film scores from, you know, one from two, one from Philly, one from Jersey, and one from Italy. They're, like, there's a lot. You've got to pull your network together. And I always tell people, like, well, these people come to me sometimes with scripts. And I hate saying these words and sound like a dick, even though I didn't ask them to. <laughs> they just kind of show up at your doorstep like, hey, I want my movie made. But I want you to know I have no money. Will you read my script? And I'm like, dude, I'm an actor. <laughs> right. I, I'm an actor and I, I run a film festival and I direct my own movies. Like, what? I have eight scripts between myself and Stephen Carino. Like, why are we going to do your script? <laughs> you know, we have eight, you know, you know, we want to get our own projects off the ground. Exactly. So, and I get people that come up with like, oh, I got a zombie film. I'm like, it's 2018. You want to do a zombie film like oh. that, that? That's tainted. You got to <laughs> Zombies are going away, you know, for, on the shelf for 10 years. So, you know, before, before they can research the Walking Dead's the last torch. And if you're anyone really pays attention to the zombies aren't isn't what it's about anymore. You they, know? It, right. It's all about drama now drama yeah, and you know what i love that i think that's great but you know so i always tell people if anybody out there is like thinking about doing this jumping into this write a script where you have access to stuff like precisely if your wants a construction site might want to write something that revolves around that because you're going to be able to have access to that you exactly. know have some good production value you know, right. or, you know your parents own a, a law firm or you know like like you you just there's people that like come up to the end and I was like, oh, I got this movie and the city gets destroyed. And then, you know, the ocean wave knocks this <laughs> out. And I'm like, you're about $20 million in. Uh, right. Uh, right. <laughs> like, and, like, and, slow it down a little bit, buddy. You know? And that doesn't include catering. That doesn't include, yeah, you know, expenses, traveling. Uh, so. 
Yeah, like when I came up with this film, I, I had a budget put aside for marketing alone. Like, hey, you know, you've got to be able to reach people. You know, I always tell people like that. Like, if, if they don't have money, I always say that. It's a big question all actors should ask. What do you got for marketing? And, you know, if they don't have, if they look at you like a deer in headlights, they don't know what they're doing. I, ha I have to call them out on that. Like, you have to realize if you don't have money for marketing, how's it going to be seen? And marketing is stuff like this, but it's also, you got you to gotta go travel. You got to go meet, it's a horror movie, especially. You have to go to conventions. You have to. Because those fans that come to these conventions love horror. And they also have a thing where they want to see everything before everybody else. They want to be able to do the review before everybody else. Hey, you know what? I'm not talking down to that. I'm praising that. I don't think there's more loyal fans than horror fans, period, out there. You know? So, you know, you got to get out there and you got to meet them. And you can't say, I'm tired. You just can't do that. Like, I, I'm a single guy with a mortgage. I still get up every day and work a real world job. And then I come home and then this job starts. You know, I've been home for a few hours, but this was penciled in. And I'm not saying that as a, I'm crying. I'm saying this because I enjoy this, but it's technically work at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right. Of course. Yeah. You and gotta it, do it. You have to, and the same thing comes from the the, the, the online reviewer. For, for instance, my day does not end until 3 a.m. This is what I do. I interview, I review, you know, the daily grind. And if it's something that you love, you have to put the effort into it for it to grow. Because if you don't, it's just going to rot. And you, when you reach 80 years old, you're going to have regrets. And that's the bad yeah. part. And I've always said that when I was younger, between the wrestling, between the martial arts, between like all the concerts, a well, good God, I could bet that's a whole different world. But I've seen literally everybody like I don't want to say I missed out on anything. And one thing I want to say, like, if I ever leave film, you know, if it just gets, you know, it, you know, it's more of a loss or I'm just burnt out. I hope to have a few more movies out before that time is done to at least say, like. Okay, I'm satisfied. You know, this is my second film. I did do a documentary called Pennsylvania Hardcore on uh, all the punk and hardcore bands through the entire state of Pennsylvania back in 2014. I interviewed 200 people for that. And, uh, you know, that, that was a lot of work, too. Of course. They get 200 interviews out of people to, like, go to their doorsteps. And I had to cross the entire state and still be working my main job. You know? That's dedication. You know, I, that it, is it was dedication. insane. Of and course. these were all my friends, you know? <laughs> but... It's work. Exactly. You know, if you're not going to put full effort into your work, well, just, then your project's not going to go anywhere. Exactly. Just don't do it. It's, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have heart. Exactly. I, I, I agree 100%. And let's talk before time runs out. I, I definitely enjoy this conversation. The, the vibe is positive. And not only that, there's a lot of valuable information. So whoever's listening, if you're thinking about jumping into film just pay attention take notes uh liberty massacre yes your other passion project uh give us some insight when it started and how it has been progressing over the years okay so uh I, this is going into its fifth year uh in freedom shorts is uh in its sixth year so for a little while for a while all i was doing was uh freedom shorts and that was like 
you know, one day festival, you know, one, one's a comedy, one's a drama, one's an action, one's a cartoon, one's a horror. It was like changing channels for, and that event was like three to four hours. So I did that and I kept saying, you know what, sooner or later, I want to go with my roots. I don't want to jump in and start off, you know, an all horror one. So I did. And, uh, that went back, uh, 2000, you know, yeah. So I went back and I, and I, I opened up submissions and I got a lot of them and I was happy and the event over went over very well. The second one was probably my, my the best and the favorite, you know, we had, uh, we had the Troman invasion. So Lloyd Kaufman and, uh, everybody came in for that. And it was a live, uh, Kabuki man's, uh, cocktail hour on stage. And, uh, we closed it with, uh, Tyler, May a film with Tyler Maine called take two, but that event went over really well. And I do that once a year. And last year was the first time it went to a full weekend. So all my events, including freedom shorts in Philadelphia is a full weekend where we do basically a nine hour program, three different venues, three hour program each day. And there's cosplayers there. And in between two, in between all the short films, there's classic horror movie trailers from the awesome to the worst cheesiest bad thing <laughs> that you'll ever see you know splatter university uh, uh slumber party massacre one and two you know you everything's in there trauma stuff like uh just the worst things you'd ever see where you're just laughing in between but you know uh the crowd responds to it really well and uh each year we're growing so that takes place at the trocadero theater in philly and uh it's going over really well this year. I'm really, really trying to get a, like a major guest, like a major horror movie icon added. I just want to really beef it up. So, uh, talking to a few people, you know, it all depends on numbers and everything, but if you're a short filmmaker, yeah, you could submit, you could submit them at like film freeway Just type in Liberty massacre. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and you can see tons of videos and average superstarfilms.com. Good God. I mean, everything, everything's logged there. This show will be logged there, you know, like when the links up, like I, <laughs> I, one thing about me is you do something for me. Like I slap it up there forever, you know, That's good. It, 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 forever, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, always, always trying to make things happen. You got to stay aggressive. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping Liberty massacre over the course of the next 10 years comes like, like screen fest. I mean, I'm telling you, that's like a big jump, but I got to start somewhere. And it's off, going well, and I only plan to move forward. Of course. There's only one direction, and it's just a freight train straight ahead. Yep. When does uh, Liberty Massacre, when does that start? Uh, right now, we're scheduled for, I think it's April 20th uh, weekend coming up this year. So submissions are still open. And uh, sometimes at that venue, uh, like like it, it will happen way in advance, maybe next month. I, that date could get pushed a week before or a week ahead, but, uh, you know, predominantly it's going to be August, uh, I'm sorry, April 20th weekend. So that's a full concert venue. So sometimes you get a big shark band that's coming in and, you know, they're going to make way more money off of that. So, so they might ask me to move, but which, which is fine. I've done that before. It's, I think three months in advance of notice, everyone would be fine. Right. Well, there's always the opportunity to integrate the two music and and uh have a music performance during a film festival yes there is uh there's a lot of doors open one thing about it is uh, i i don't want my, my event just to be a film festival anymore i want it to have like 
extra juice. Like I said, when we had trauma there and everything, I was want to, I want to beef it up. You know, I have a rock, live Rocky horror at midnight. I don't know. Like there's a few things, a few ideas in my head, a few people I'm talking to, but that's far away right now. You know, I'm still just pushing this film, you know, you know, and like you, I, I just wrote you anonymously, you know, it's all DK. I was just like, Hey, I was like, I'll write them and see that you have to be aggressive with that. You, you just have gotta to do anonymous. Hey, will you, will you, are you interested in watching this? You know, you send the trailer, say, Hey, well, you know, are you up for reviewing this film? Is this film that interests you? You know, and a lot of people do get back to you and then oh. you get a lot of people that, uh, they don't, that don't do, I mean, maybe they're, you know, maybe they're too busy or maybe they're not really, they're not really keeping up with their craft. You know, exactly. Maybe they don't. You know, they're, they're they're not they're not really doing reviews after all. So, right. And to touch up on that, uh, the the tactic that you have to go out and to do the grind is also applied for social media. The only bad thing that could happen is you could get no response, or you could just get the reply no. But yep. if you don't show the effort to promote your product. How are you going to get the product out there online distribution? We, we, this is the way you properly utilize social media, not just posting kitten pictures or you know, no. those stinky faces. No, you want to market your product. You have to do the grind online as well. You have, you're going to get in what you put out, man. I mean, that's just, that's just anything in life, not just film. Like you can't just like sit back and say, I want to do this. And then, you know, go sit down in front of the TV. You know, or go to your phone and get distracted over, you know, oh, a cute girl made another post with like bunny ears on her head. Like that just doesn't cut it. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, especially if you're running, you know, once you're the head person, like point blank, like I've always just been straight man up. If the dark military somehow fails, knock on wood, it doesn't. There's only one person that I could blame. It's myself. Because right. I didn't, you know what I mean? I mean, that that's just how I look at things. Like, I, the movie's going to live and die through me because it's the director. I've seen so many other people's films fall apart. The directors have blamed other, you know, they blame the actors or they play, you know, it's just like, no, it's no. yours. It, it you precisely. know, if your house burns down because you did something stupid in the kitchen, it's your fault, you know? Precisely. And that Well, you have made it this far. You, you went has the difficult stage which is the editing the filming the the principal photography the script so now it's just a grind and i see these characters they are very marketable characters and i hope to see a sequel we could even see a series about these characters there's so many room for expansion just there on is, these uh, alone you might get a comic book yet uh it's set up for a trilogy like I, that's 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 the ending goal i want a trilogy out of this you know i think when you especially when you make a sequel it means the first one was good enough obviously so there could be a sequel so right. uh that's 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 plan a but you know i have everybody like knocking my door down like i want to be in the second i want to be in the second and they're like Bitch, I ain't done with the first one yet. You know, <laughs> I like right now I'm working. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to this new audience. And I hope, you know, and, and that that's what it is right now is reviews and film festivals. And you know what? When you get in a film festival, you should go. I, like, I, I, you just got to make time to go. You need to make, you need to meet that audience wherever it's at. Wherever it's at in the world, you need to be, because you, know, you want people to meet you. You know, I'm like, oh, that's the director. Oh, yeah, he's one of the stars, too, as well. And you want to take some cast members with you if you can. There that's you where go. I'm talking about the budget. 
You know, mm-hmm. don't just have enough just to get by, you know, just to make the film. Like that's like building a house and not putting a roof on it. Yeah, precisely. So it's going to get rained on and it's going to fall apart now, isn't it? Exactly. Right. Yeah, good philosophy, good parallel. Uh, re- really quick, what is in store for you, for your career, aside from the dark military? What what else? What other projects you have in the works? Uh, don't want to, because then I'll get flooded with emails. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you obviously know about the dark military part too. And uh, there's one, another script that I have out there. It's a very dark drama that uh, would be a lot easier to make. And I'm very drawn to doing that. But also, you've heard me drop his name. My uh, my partner, Stephen Carino, we have a producer and editor and uh, the unsung hero of a lot of other things as well. He's got a lot of scripts, and I'm kind of hoping, actually, that he gets the ball. And, you know, like, you know, I have to answer to him. You know, it'd be our project, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping one of his uh, gets picked up first. But basically, when it comes down to uh, him and myself, whatever whatever strikes first, you know. Uh, there's still people that there's people that call me, and they're interested in, you know, some, some of my scripts or his scripts, and, it's whatever happens. It's just, you know, whatever I can date first is basically what it comes up with, you know, the mentality. Cool. And th- this is the difficult part of the interview. And we switch roles. I'm going to give you, the interviewee, the opportunity to come up with a question. It could be anything unrelated to horror or dark a military one question that you would like the audience to answer okay but here's one that could start a war but i always say what makes a good horror movie right right we talked about you know, and that, yeah. this, this is something just you know what i mean like you, you, you know and you don't know you know, this person likes a lot of gore. This one likes, like, you know, the jump scares and the scary ghost stories. I mean, yeah. So that's a good question for your audience. Good. Thank you. And the easy part. Here is an open platform where you could insert. Well, you have over the course of the interview, but feel free to do it again. Social networking, where people could find you, where people could tune into dark military, so on and so forth. Okay. Uh my home for everything between Liberty Massacre, Freedom Shorts, myself, Lauren W. Lepre, and the Dark Military. Average superstarfilms.com. There's so much to watch, so many articles, uh, so much to do. Please check that out. Uh, you can also check out Average Superstar Films on Facebook. The topic at hand, you've been hearing about it all night, the Dark Military. You can watch the trailers, a lot of videos, a lot of behind-the-scenes photos. You name it, our, 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 our Fuse TV's coverage. Dark Military on Facebook. You could see all that. I know you guys are all on that. Um, yeah, basically, AverageSuperstarFilms.com and the Dark Military. I just basically crushed everything to the AverageSuperstarFilms.com because when you make, when you have so many handles, you know, like Dark, Dark Military, Pennsylvania Hardcore, myself and as an actor, Lauren W. Leprey, and Freedom Shorts and Liberty Massacre. I can't make seven websites. So it's just all crunched in my main home, AverageSuperstarFilms.com. There you go. The one-stop destination for everything yes. horror and the dark military 
and of course some insights on your career so far congratulations once again thank you for setting this time and speaking about this uh, film and of course uh, some backstory and rich information on how to really grind as an independent filmmaker thank you thank you for your time and thank you to everybody who's listening we need uh, you know what you do reaching this audience and for the audience that's listening you know you are our fans and uh, we got something really we hope that you like and uh, you are the heart and soul of the horror community believe it or not absolutely this is the this is one this is the only genre everything's so flexible and yeah. you could create a film in so many different types you could be a horror comedy horror drama and it all is acceptable yes sir <laughs>